When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show. Apologies for my voice in advance. Hopefully, I won't be doing too much talking, too many, uh, too, too much fun over the weekend and lost my voice, but we have Kate Morton, who is the founder and CEO of an incredible company called Funkit Wellness. And if you don't know about Funkit Wellness, you absolutely need to listen to this episode and go check out her products on her website. She is also a registered dietitian and knows quite a bit about all things associated with the women's menstrual cycles, which is a big reason why she started her company. I can't wait to get into the backstory as well as learn a lot more about the science behind her products. So super excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Very, very excited. So you're based in Austin. That's what you and I were chatting a little bit. Uh, So welcome uh, from Austin and uh, really excited to get chatting with you about Funkit Wellness. Can you tell us a little bit about the backstory? Like, how did you decide this is what I'm going to be doing? I mean, I can't imagine, maybe you thought about being a dietitian, but I can't imagine that you actually thought that you were going to start a uh, a supplement company that was really going to be helping people, especially uh, women with their menstrual cycles. Yeah, I had no idea I would ever become an entrepreneur or start a company. I wanted to be a pediatric pulmonary dietitian majority of my life. And that's what I did for the first part of my career. And then I actually moved to New Zealand and I couldn't be a dietitian over there. And so it forced me to learn. I went and worked for Lululemon and I went and worked for another company called No Ugly, which was a really awesome wellness startup. And I learned the ins and outs of like marketing and subscriptions and D2C. And then at the same time, I got off of birth control and got super bad hormonal acne, awful periods. Like I would have to call out of work. And I kind of got, I just still didn't want to start a business, but I got really obsessed with trying to figure out my own problem. And then I would talk to all my friends finally about like my period problems. And they're like, oh no, we have all the same ones. Or like they have this different one or this thing I've never heard of. And then I realized none of us really had the tools, the education, the know-how to even just take care of our own bodies. So the fixer in me like jumped into it and I was working with a doctor in New Zealand. And that's kind of how I learned about all of these different amazing nutrition hacks that you can use to really help your menstrual cycle. And so it kind of started out as a passion project. I was just making the product for myself in my kitchen. Then I started making it for my friends. 
then their friends wanted to buy, then their friends wanted to buy. And then before I knew it, in the middle of the pandemic, I had people at my door like with masks on, like doing drops on my doorstep. And so I was like, you know, I think there might be something here. And, you know, I knew how hard starting a business was. I watched, you know, at the startup I was at, I was employee number one. I watched how hard it was for the founder and how much he sacrificed, but how much he loved his company. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. And then sure enough, I ended up doing exactly that. And now I can't imagine doing anything else. That's amazing. And so what did you see out in the market as it related to, you know, what you're doing with Funkit Wellness? Like what problem did you see that you wanted to solve? Yeah. So the first problem I saw was, wow, I went through six years of school. I've got a master's degree in human clinical nutrition. I worked in hospitals with like mother and children and I never knew, learned anything about how to eat, exercise, or live in alignment with the menstrual cycle or how to teach my patients or clients how to do that. So that was like the first problem I saw. And then when I started to learn more and was trying to heal my own body, there wasn't anything on the market I wanted to put into my body because I'm just such a big food first approach when it comes Mm. to nutrition. I'm not against like supplements, of course, when they're needed, but I just think there's so much we can do with real food. And I was so frustrated because I was like, why is no one making real food supplements? Why isn't this available? I know now it's a shelf life issue. I know now why no one was doing it. It's hard and it takes a lot of inventory management. And so I just was frustrated. There's nothing I was willing to take, recommend to my clients or give to my friends. And so I was like, well, if no one else is going to do it, I guess I'm going to do it. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. 
That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. That's incredible. So you talked a little bit about the Target Accelerator program. How did that all come about? Yeah, I applied a few times. I feel like most things in my career, I've had to apply a few times, prove, wait for the market to change. And getting into the Target Accelerator program was incredible. Like it's such an incredible program. The whole team is so just supportive and nurturing. And we're a D2C brand. So we sell directly to our consumers on our website and Amazon. I knew nothing about retail before that program. And what that program really did was teach me the ins and outs of retail, the cost of retail, how expensive it is. It's amazing. Every time I go to the grocery store, I'm like, I'm amazed at all these brands sitting on this shelf because it takes a lot to get here and a lot of money and So that's kind of what I learned through them. And then now I'm in their alumni program and I met such cool people. We have like a group message and talk and you can still ask questions. That's so great. So when you are, you're focusing on balancing hormones and helping to balance during different parts of the cycle. Can you take us through that a little bit about, you know, who is this consumer and what are they sort of facing and how can some of your products um, help to alleviate some of those issues? Yeah. So I think it starts with the education around there are four phases to the menstrual cycle, which I had no idea. I thought your menstrual cycle and your period were the same thing. And that was that. Mm -hmm. And it actually turns out you have your menstrual phase when your hormones are low and you're bleeding. You have your follicular phase where estrogen's rising and you're preparing for ovulation. You have your ovulatory phase where you actually are ovulating, your eggs releasing, and that's like in your fertile window. And you have a bunch of different hormones, including testosterone spiking. And then afterwards, you enter your luteal phase where progesterone takes over. And then if the egg's not fertilized around day 21 of a 28-day cycle, that's when hormones start to dip and we prepare for our next period. So that's kind of like the grounding education. And then the amazing thing, it's very sad, is that 90% of women struggle with at least one life-altering PMS symptom before their period, whether it's bloating and you can't wear the outfit you wanted to wear or your cramps are so bad you have to miss work or you feel like a different person when it comes to emotions. And that has just been so normalized in pop culture Mm. and our society. And while it's common, it's not medically normal. That usually means there's some kind of imbalance going on. And the society we live in today just doesn't really accommodate that. So when it comes to who's buying our product, we have a pretty wide range, but I would say it's mostly millennial women who are busy, want to take control of their cycles, and really just feel in alignment with their bodies. But they also now understand that they don't have to live in this constant fear of what their period's going to bring or the symptoms are going to bring. Um, we also have a lot of people who use the products for fertility, PCOS, or polycystic ovarian syndrome. So there's a couple different use cases, but majority of them are win- women between the ages of 25 and 45 who are looking to live in alignment with their cycles and not real and get their nutrients through real food that they can trust. So can you talk to us about seed cycling and how that is helpful for hormonal balance? Yeah, and so this is so interesting. I feel like it's the been the biggest like 
karma lesson. When I first heard of seed cycling, I was like, that is such BS. There's no way that works. It's just food. I was still very like fresh out of school and very like textbook focused. And then I started doing a bunch of research and actually seeds are like the placenta of the plant. So they're packed with all these vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, fiber. And so the way seed cycling works is it breaks your cycle into two. So we're focusing on your menstrual phase and your follicular phase, and then your end of your ovulatory phase and your luteal phase. So from the first day of your cycle till halfway through when you ovulate, you have ground pumpkin and ground flax seeds. And then after you ovulate to your next period, it's ground sesame and ground sunflower seeds. And it makes essentially shifting your nutrition with your cycle simple because it can be very overwhelming to learn all the different things. So this just makes it very simple and easy. And the core of it is you've got prebiotic fiber in all of the seeds, which is really important for gut health and gut health and hormone health are very closely tied. But then aside from that, so in that flax and pumpkin phase, you're going to have phytoestrogens, Mm -hmm. which contrary to popular belief, help to lower and raise estrogen based on what your body needs. So they're just great for estrogen balance. You've got magnesium. You've also got omega-3 fatty acids and zinc All are really important for supporting that estrogen half of your cycle. And then you've got the fiber that helps to bind with estrogen and make sure we don't have too much. Then after ovulation in your sunflower and sesame, you have vitamin B6 and vitamin E, which are clinically proven to be PMS busters from breast tenderness to period pain to mood swings. You also have selenium, which is great for thyroid support. And you still have some phytoestrogens to help with that balance in the second half of your cycle. And so essentially what it does is it uses real food nutrients to shift your nutrition with your cycle and help to alleviate those PMS symptoms and other cyclical symptoms like mood swings, fatigue, bloating, irregular cycles, painful periods. You talked about thyroid, and I think there are a number of people who have thyroid issues, whether or not they know this or not. But how is thyroid health and hormonal balance, how are those synced together or not synced together? Yeah. So I actually have Hashimoto. So it's a thyroid autoimmune disease. So I am like preaching this from the rooftop all the time that thyroid health, your endocrine system regulates your entire reproductive system. So when we're talking about our thyroid health, that's a part of our endocrine system. So when something is off with our endocrine system, our thyroid, it's going to impact our cycles across the board. So hypothyroidism is linked to long, heavy periods and higher cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Hyperthyroidism is shorter, more irregular, light cycles and anxiety. So There are so many different symptoms that can actually be linked back to the thyroid, especially for women. Women are more likely to have thyroid conditions than men, especially when it comes to Hashimoto's. I think it's eight to one. You guys will have to fact check me on that. But your thyroid health is super important for your menstrual cycle, for your mental health, for your metabolism, for your gut health across the board. And I just wish we actually talked about thyroid health a lot more because a lot of times it gets blown off. And When you go get your labs done, they do T3, T4, and TSH, which are great. Those are your thyroid hormones, but a lot of times they don't look at thyroid antibodies, Mm -hmm. and that can be the indicator of Hashimoto's, and that can actually be causing a lot of issues even if your thyroid labs are quote-unquote normal. Yeah, I've heard that as well. So how did you decide on what products to do first? So you had never launched a product-based company before. And how many SKUs did you ultimately launch with? And how did you make that decision? Yeah. So we launched with one SKU, which was our seed cycling kit. 
And we, so I was 25 when I launched the company and I had no experience in this, like you just mentioned. And I remember we did like market research on price, but then I also like, I calculated how much it was going to cost me. I looked at the store to see how much it was going to cost. And then we like picked our price, probably picked too low looking back. So if anyone's listening is about to start a company, you know, maybe like think that inflation is going to happen someday. Think about those things. And we launched with seed cycling because that was what I was doing every day. And it's what I really thought, okay, this is what everyone should do every day. And then it was really cool because our customers, we've grown like slow and steady, a really loyal customer base. And they have just been so incredible at informing us what they want next. So Seed cycling was hard for some people and it was hard to keep up with switching their seeds, but they still wanted to do a food-based multivitamin. So we created Cycle Bites, which is a daily food-based multivitamin for the menstrual cycle. And so we just got lucky that we launched one product. I mean, we got lucky and we worked hard, but I do think there's a big element of luck into launching products. And Mm -hmm. we created a community around those products. And then that community was kind enough to give us the feedback and stay engaged and then give us what they wanted next. And so that's kind of led our product journey and our evolution of the products we have now because we have five SKUs now. That's awesome. So Funkit Wellness is fairly new. How are you getting the word out about the product? Yeah. And so we're not a VC-backed company. We're bootstrapped. We've worked really hard to grow organically. And so the biggest thing is I have a podcast called Period Chats where we talk about all things Hormonal health, um, Instagram, TikTok, social media, those have been our best friends. And it's funny because I really hated social media before starting a company. And now I really love it because we've met so many amazing people. It's how we get to connect with our customers on a daily basis. So podcasts and organic social media have been our two biggest growth channels and our amazing loyal customers that keep coming back and allow us to continue to grow. That's amazing. So how has Funkit Wellness changed since you first started? You talked a little bit about you had been a part of the Target Accelerator program and uh, the original packaging was, was you know, that was just to get it out the door, which I think is 100% the right thing to do. But did you see any differences like today and how your product is? Maybe it's a skew that, you know, was just too hard to explain to the consumer, or maybe it was a format of the product, or maybe it was the packaging. Is there anything that like comes to mind where your product is different today than it was when it first started? Yeah. Well, when we first started, it was being made in my kitchen. So we have amazing co-manufacturers now that do an amazing job at formula standardization. So that's a huge change. Um, Then we were shipping it out of my apartment, (laughs) which... So that now we have like a full-blown warehouse. But I think the biggest thing is it's been really interesting. I started the company when I was 25. I'm about to turn 30. Or I got the idea when I was 25. And it's been interesting because we still have a large amount of customers that came on with us in that first year when it was being made in my kitchen who still are customers. And I feel like we've all kind of grown up together. I feel like our messaging has matured. I feel like we're launching new packaging like we were talking about that is just so beautiful and explains the product so much better. Um, We're coming out with a couple new formats this year that really, truly make it easier to understand and take the product on a daily basis. But I think the biggest thing is when I was first coming up with the formulas, I made a weight error 
Hmm. And so everybody was essentially getting like two months of product for the price of one month because I was calculating like the volume of ground seeds versus whole seeds. And so that's probably the biggest thing we had to fix. That was awful. And it was our first production round. It was a hot mess. Everyone had way too much product. Um, but yeah, we've changed a lot. I think we've grown up and we really are listening to our customers more than we ever have. Like I realized some of the messaging was for me, like it wasn't for the customer and it made sense to me, but it didn't make sense to other people. So I think just like constantly getting other people's input, listening to the people that are buying our products and kind of trying to grow up with them is probably the biggest change we've seen. That's terrific. And you're available, by the way, at Funkit Wellness, right? Funkitwellness.com yes. is, is the website. Yes. Um, so let's imagine that someone's listening to this interview, has an idea for a product, and you've really inspired them uh, to go out and get it launched. What do you think are the first steps that somebody needs to go through in order to figure out, is this a viable thing for me to be doing? Yeah. Well, honestly, number one is don't ask your friends and family. And I know that that's advice that a lot of people give, but it's probably the best advice I've ever gotten. Like your friends and family love you. They're going to, they're not lying to you. They genuinely think everything you do is great. Or I hope that they do. So you need to try to validate the product, not with friends and family, whether mm -hmm. that means putting up a website that maybe isn't perfect by any means. Don't spend money on it. Try to do it on your own or starting a social media account to just talk about the idea that you have. Maybe not even like start with a product. Are people bought in? Do people understand this? Do they really want this product? Because entrepreneurs, I think we can talk ourselves into anything being a good idea. Like we're natural born sellers, leaders. That's what we do. And so I think trying to get that external validation before because I had so many ideas before I launched Funky. I wanted to like launch a natural nail polish company that would like change colors and like all of these things. And like I would test them online and we'd get like no reception. I'd be like, okay, not, not it. Okay. I get it. And so I just think like trying to get as much outside feedback and also like something I've been amazed with is the power of LinkedIn. And I hate posting on LinkedIn. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend to you that I'm a LinkedIn girly. I'm not. I try. It's not my thing though. But finding people who are doing something, not not the exact product you want to launch, mm -hmm. that will probably not go over well. But someone who has launched something maybe two or three years ahead of you that you think they'd have relevant experience, I've reached out to so many people on LinkedIn. They have almost always gotten back to me and been so generous and so kind with their time, whether it was 10 minutes or one time um, Michael from Atlas Coffee here in Austin spent an hour with me on the phone helping me calculate That's my amazing. LTV in a spreadsheet. So like LinkedIn, reach out, find people who have done this before you, but then also try to validate your ideas outside of friends and family because you don't want to waste your time unless people really do need. There's a lot of products out there, like make sure people really do need it. Yeah, it's funny. I I also would say that many people's friends and family and I found this this too that you know, they don't want to see you hurt, right? They don't want to see you do something that is risky in some way. So they may tell you too like you know, what's wrong with your current job? You know, you should be staying where you are. And because they, they want you to be happy. They want you to be safe. And, you know, entrepreneur, 
relationship is risky, right? You're going out and taking a risk. And I think that that's another reason why you just have to kind of consider the source. And if somebody is actually saying, you know, this is not the right idea or this is um, too risky or whatever, you really have to see whether or not, you know, what angle do you, would you predict they're coming from, I guess, is the net of it. Yeah. All my family told me I was insane. They were like, what are you doing? I cannot believe you leave a good job to do this. And I'll tell you guys, I worked a full-time job and did this at night for 16 months. Like I, you know, sometimes I wasn't in a position. I had $5,000 in my savings account. I spent it all on this company and I couldn't leave my job until it worked and I had to make it work. Um, but yeah, my, I, my, someone on like my husband's side of the family said to me the other day, like, Oh, is your little business still working out? I'm like, yep, it's working out just fine. That, that little business, right? So have that you little ra- business? Ha- have you raised money, uh, beyond the, your initial savings? Yeah. So I had my initial savings and then I reinvested more money. And then I actually found an amazing, amazing angel investor who had really relevant experience. She actually started out as a mentor and then ended up like investing little by little. So I think altogether I've raised about $350,000 over the past four years, but we've raised money a little bit different. Um, We've just raised it as we need it. And we're trying really hard to get to profitability. We're at break even right now and we're very close to being profitable. And so Our main goal is to not have to rely on investors, even if it means slowing down our growth a little bit. So we have taken money. We're working towards profitability. And we have really, I got incredibly lucky. We have really good relationships with the three investors that we have. That's incredible. So when you look at like the challenging aspects of building a company, obviously you're very hands-on. You're trying to figure out how do I get the brand out there? How do I try new channels? How do I, you know, figure out is this, um, is my LTV where it should be? All of these things. What would you say is probably maybe in phase, maybe you're, you're in phase two, would you say? Like phase one was development and really kind of getting it out there. Now you're analyzing sort of what's worked, what hasn't worked. You're trying to figure out like, How do I move it forward? What is kind of the hardest part about this phase? I always think like people think that the beginning is the hardest. And it's like at every point along the way, some some other ugly monster shows up, right? That you have to, I view them as, you know, walkaballs, right? That you have to smash them back down and figure out how, you know, to keep moving it forward. But what would you say? in your phase that you are in today that is kind of the most challenging? You know what? I'm just like being super honest because if anyone listening to this, like I want to be honest with you guys. So like I think the most challenging thing is when you get to this point and you're like, wow, okay, I've built something. We have customers. We're doing well. And you're trying so hard to break to the next threshold. It's so easy to have shiny object syndrome. Like if something's not working in the first month, like – oh, that marketing campaign didn't work. We need to switch tactics and go this other way because I I just have my eye on the prize of breaking through to that next threshold. But what I found is staying consistent, sticking to your plan and trusting your instincts on business has been the hardest thing for me because whenever we stick to our plan, stay consistent, trust our instincts, we always do well. It's whenever I get distracted or I get this other idea. It's like it pulls me away and I try something different. So I just think staying 
consistent and on plan has probably been one of the hardest things for me. And like, just because I'm a new founder, I'm like, what if this is, what if my plan wasn't right? What if my instinct wasn't right? And I don't think a lot of founders want to admit that, but there's a lot of that for me. Like I have other people's salary that I pay now. Like I Mm -hmm. want to make this work more than anything in the world. I have customers that rely on us. So what if my idea wasn't right? But every time I've listened to my gut and really tuned in, I'm big on like meditation, listening to intuition. I just told you I got back from a trip in Sedona. And so when I started doing that, it got a lot easier. The beginning of phase two was probably the hardest time in my entire life. And then when I kind of cut out the noise, started going to therapy and like listening to myself and building up that confidence as an entrepreneur and a founder and a business person, that's when it got a little easier. I think it's still really hard. I think starting a company is really hard. Yeah. If you want an easy job, I wouldn't do this. Yeah, definitely. And I do think that there's something to be said about the shiny object syndrome. You're like, you know, you probably look at other companies that are doing um, supplements in your space and thinking, oh, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do this. And I think there's some level of balance between making sure that you're creating uh, you know, an innovation pipeline. But there's also, if you start focusing too much on listening to people saying, oh, you guys should do this, you guys should do this. And people don't even think that when they're saying those things to you too, that it actually is something that you'll do. But sometimes you actually like, you know, you keep thinking about those things and sometimes they're good ideas. Sometimes, you know, they're just going to be distracting for getting your business where it needs to be, the core, getting where you, where it needs to be first. So I remember people would come up with all different ideas about flavors and, and like, you know, we, we had like 28 different hint flavors at one point, you know, people like would come up with weird ones too. And we were like, oh, wow, that sounds really good. We should try it. But then it would end up like if we tried some of those, which we did, there were certain things that people knew what they tasted like and there were others that wouldn't. And the thing that people won't do is actually try something that most people won't try something that is so unique, right? You have to kind of be able to have them visualize, oh, okay, this has pumpkin and sunflower. And so I think I'm probably going to like it. But otherwise, it's there's a ton of education around taste that I think you just have to get the the consumer barrier um, to entry is that. So yes. And like when we so there was a brief period where I was raising money because I thought we were going to go the VC route because that's what everyone else was doing. And I was like, okay, well, if everyone's raising VC money, this has to just like be the path. This is what everyone's doing. And I launched our fundraise on the day SVB crashed. And I was like, wow, this should have been my first sign that this was not my path. And I had so many amazing investor conversations, made a lot of good relationships, realized in my gut that we were not going to be a VC company and we didn't want to be. But the amount of advice I got in that six months, if I would have taken all of it, I would be out of business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, we had a founder on the other day who was talking about that. And, you know, they had VCs who were telling them how, what should be on their package. And she was like, this is crazy. I mean, it's, it's insane. So, and this was coming from somebody who's never operated a company either. So it was, um, it was really, really interesting. So best advice for founders or someone thinking about starting their own company, like, what would you say? You've said a few things that I think are 
so valid. Like if you want an easy job that you go and get a paycheck, this is not it, right? Definitely if you see problems even before you get started, there's going to be 10x the number of problems, right? But what else would you say to people who are thinking about starting a company or maybe a young founder? Um, what, what, based on what you've seen so far? Yeah, I feel like I've been like a little negative about starting a company just because I want to be realistic with what it takes. Yeah, but I do I think it. like if you have a good idea, you can do it. Like there's never been more access to information than we have right now. I've learned almost everything about business from asking people on LinkedIn, meeting people at events, Googling it and looking on YouTube. Like there's never been a better time. But at the same time, I guess it's just that same advice do you really want to do this? Like, and that's just mm-hmm. what I always ask myself. Like, this is going to be one of the hardest things you're ever going to do. And your life is going to revolve around it. And if you have a partner and friends and family, to some degree, their life's going to revolve around it too, because it's just like, it takes a village, takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a startup, like period. The support network's important. Making connections and having people you can really count on is important. But I think the thing I really wish everybody knew and I wish I knew when I started this was there are so many ways to build a successful company Mm -hmm. and there's not a one size fits all approach to it. If I would have been focused on profitability from day one, we we're doing great, but we'd be doing better. You know, if I hadn't wasted that time trying to do what I thought like fundraising and doing what everyone else like should do. So Focus on making money. Like, does your product make money? Does it bring it in? Do your margins make sense? Like, does the core business make sense? And do you understand the numbers? Mm Because having a great idea is one thing, but understanding the numbers and having a great idea is a recipe for success, in my opinion. That's so true. So Kate Morton, founder and CEO of Funkit Wellness. Everyone needs to try this. Uh, It's such a great line of products. And thank you again for coming on and bearing with my voice through this as well. Um, But really, really appreciate it. And good luck with all. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. I would love to hear from you too, so feel free to DM me. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Undaunted, where I share more about my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.